You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Alongside my wife, Pam, as always, each and every week. Yeah, good to be here. Trying to talk about uh, what's going on in the middle of quarantine world, as these, that's what's going on right now. Right, or majority, shelter in place. <laughs> for a majority yes. of the globe, it seems. Uh, but even though it's a new normal on what's being established right now with how mm-hmm. we're trying to operate, we're still trying to speak into what will help you. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are here and taking the time. Absolutely. And so if you've got something on your mind that uh, you want us to cover or a question that you don't know where else to ask, or you just need a ray of hope and sunshine, uh, <laughs> call us at 214-702-9565. Leave us a voicemail that uh, can be added to the queue at the front of the line. Or you can also send us an email, which we love getting emails to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com with whatever's going on that can help you in your relationship and in your part of the world. Uh, We also ask for you as the SMR Nation to jump on iTunes or Spotify or iHeartRadio or however you choose to listen, rate and review, leave a comment, help spread the word that uh, Sexy Marriage Radio's got it going on. Because even though we're in some uncertain times, marriage is there. It could be a a tremendous uh, source of joy. Yeah. And hope and support. Support for each other. As you go the through nation's it. good support for one another. And there's a couple of really cool things going on, Pam, uh, before we jump into what's coming up in the episode. Yeah. Uh, one is uh, when we are now uh, in this whole world of shelter in, in place, mm-hmm. uh, our friend, Dennis Merkus, Mr. Masseuse himself, yeah. has created uh, uh, some specials going on. Because what he has found, and this is like a, well, duh, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. When we're stuck at home, uh, good, appropriate, healthy touch is all the more important when we're in the midst of uncertain times. Absolutely. And so a lot of people that have joined his Melt Masterclass already have uh, been logging on. He's been talking about an uptick of people uh, back on the videos and learning the techniques and Mm -hmm. dealing and and addressing what can can help with, with touch. But there's also a whole new another component to add of the importance of massaging your children. Oh, gosh, because think yeah. of think of kids, especially our age kids with mm-hmm. teenagers. I mean, they've never experienced anything like this. Yeah, that this is a whole new thing. It's a soothing and so comforting thing. This can be a source of tremendous benefit and blessing. And so he's mm-hmm. offering a special for twenty percent. It's from twenty to forty percent off right now. Uh, for the next two weeks, mm-hmm. get right around the April 20th, uh, is 20% off his Melt Masterclass, or you can do 40% off the Melt Masterclass that also includes some oils. Nice. And so nice. to find more information and take advantage of this special offer that he's offering just the SMR listeners, you're going to go to smrnation.com forward slash melt, M-E-L-T. Okay. And take advantage of this because Dennis knows what he's doing. And it's great, easy to learn, privacy of your own home, helpful that you can use not only just in your marriage, but for your family. Right. So take advantage of that offer. That's a deal. 
The other thing we want to give is an offer and a shout out to the SMR Nation, because you take out uh, some of your time each and every week to hang with us, uh, metaphorically speaking, mm-hmm. by listening to the show each mm-hmm. and every week, and we thank you for that. Um, since we are, in a lot of ways, isolated mm-hmm. with what's going on, um, Pam and I are going to set up next Monday night, which is uh, the airing of this uh, if you're listening right after the air date, it's April 13th. Mm-hmm. That that Monday night at 7 p.m. Central, we are going to host a virtual hangout for anyone in the SMR Nation that wants to jump on a Zoom call with us just to chat, just to hang out, talk a little bit, yeah. just to see who you are, where you're from, what's going on, just to just to talk about what's going on in your world. Yeah, absolutely. What's going on in your part of the country or your corner of the world, anywhere. And, yeah. And the nature of these kinds of calls, space is going to be limited because this isn't a lecture. This is just a hanging out. Okay. And so if you want to come join and hang out with us, you're going to want to go to smrnation.com forward slash hangout, all one word. That's where you can register for free. That way I can get you the link of how we're going to be meeting. Mm-hmm. So com forward slash hangout for a free time of just relaxing with us Mm -hmm. and you can come as a couple you can come by yourself your kids can join it's whatever this is just a chance to as a nation we want to just hang out talk to each other lift each other up crack some jokes talk about what's going on and just be i'm looking forward to it i am too i think this could be a fun and we'll do this off and on uh depending on how long this whole thing goes with what's going on here in the States. And I realize if you're not in the States and you're on the other side of the world, uh, we might be asking you to get up in the middle of the night or first thing in your morning. Come join us. We'd love to see you. So smrnation.com forward slash hangout. And then lastly, uh, I have had the honor two weeks ago, uh, I was on the air with a fellow podcaster Mm -hmm. that is very familiar with this audience. Because Shannon Etheridge has her own show again, and she is back on the airwaves in the podcast world. And so she is now doing a podcast on a weekly basis. It's called Shannon Etheridge and Friends. Mm -hmm. And so I was honored to be on one of the episodes where we talk about just the role men can play Mm -hmm. in in helping with, with marriage and life and sex, particularly desire and interest from their wife. If you're interested, Google Shannon Etheridge and Friends or go to the show notes of today's episode where all the links we're talking about at the beginning of this will be listed. Yeah. But shout out to her. And Shannon, welcome back to the air. Yeah. Excited that you're out there again. So coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio, uh, I'm joined by Dr. Nan Wise, who she has quite the alphabet suit behind her name. She's a neuroscientist as well as a PhD clinical therapist, sex therapist, as well as educator coach. There's a lot of things that she's doing for decades. Mm-hmm. She's been researching mm-hmm. uh, the sexual dynamic in the arena, and she's become a scientist in the whole realm of sexual desire and orgasm. Interesting. And so yep. on the regular version of the show today, we talk about one of the phrases she lo- I love from her is positive hedonism. Positive, which I like to think of it also in the terms of healthy hedonism. Okay, all right, we got to hear this one. (laughs) So it's just the importance of pleasure and that we have in our life, and pleasure's gotten a bad rap in a lot of ways. Sure, it has, especially in America, in the way uh, 
there's a little bit of a dichotomy. I, I'm I'm selfish if I'm trying to find some pleasure for myself. Exactly. Yeah. And so in the regular version of the show, we're talking about healthy hedonism, which is going to be worth hearing. That's a big good segment. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, you can go and subscribe at smrnation.com. Uh, we, we spend, uh, it's, I, I can't help but be a little giddy about this cause this is geeking out about research. And so we talk about, she is a scientist that studies the, the neuro pathways and the biological pathways of orgasm. And so we're talking about the science of orgasm, science of orgasm. in the extended content today. Okay. There's if, gotta be some good meat in, in there. It's a lot of fun because she actually has tested people, men and women, both, um, ha- during an orgasm with fMRI machines, okay, to see what's going on in the brain and to map the gene, uh, the biology from brain to genital, mapping the nerves and what's All lighting up. They're the only ones that have done it with through this technique, and it's fascinating to hear. Mm. So all that's coming up on today's show. Well, joining me today for today's episode of Sexy Merge Radio is Dr. Nan Wise who she has quite a uh, alphabet soup behind your name because you do a lot, Dr. Nan, of a licensed psychotherapist, cognitive neuroscientist, a sex therapist, hypnotherapist, relationship specialist, lots and decades of years of experience. Uh, in other words, you do a lot with people, and I'm excited to have you on board for today's show because you also have a book out called Why Good Sex Matters, Understanding the Neuroscience of Pleasure for a Smarter, Happier, and More Purpose-Filled Life. And I want to start there because, Dr. Nan, um, one of the phrases that's jumped out to me when I was looking through uh, your work and your book is the whole idea of uh, rediscovering pleasure and positive hedonism. And that those two words together, we got to start with that, of just positive hedonism. Tell me about that. Yeah, the the thing that we don't realize is how important this healthy hedonism is for our emotional functioning. And nature wired us so that things that feel good and are good for us Uh get us to approach and things that feel bad and are bad for us get us to withdraw or avoid. So in order for the emotional systems that are wired into all animals that psychology completely ignores, which is a whole other conversation, (laughs) which is really the point of the book is understanding how we're wired so we can work with it better that, you know, we are in a country where we have a very strange, like kind of love hate relationship with sex and pleasure. We're a little puritanical. Yes. And as a result, you know, we're ambivalent and we actually are more obsessed and run by the not so healthy pleasures that kind of capture our attention that aren't satisfying. Right. A very simple way to put it is like eating a very delicious meal that's good for you is going to be satisfying. And think about it. If you cook it, you prepare Mm -hmm. it. You eat it, you clean it up, how satisfying that is versus sitting down and eating a bag of Doritos. (laughs) They taste good and they have nice, uh, you know, flavor engineers that design it to keep us eating. And it actually is not good for us. And you're you're talking, you're talking to a guy that enjoys a good tortilla chip. 
I mean, that's, that's, well, yeah, it's important to enjoy it, <laughs> but that's not going to run our engines. And if we're living on Doritos instead of healthy, balanced food, if we're chasing, um, the buzz of the internet and the social media, rather than having satisfying face to face connection mm -hmm. with people that care about us and we care about them. When I went on the today show right before the coronavirus, I was interviewed by Maria Shriver. Right. They had done this um, sort of like the health in America of women thing. And they found that 46% of women were not sexually satisfied. And they were also scared to tell their partners. Really? And yeah. So it's like we're, we're, we are afraid to really be honest. We're afraid to talk openly and in a healthy way about sexuality. And so a lot of this kind of down regulation of our sex lives, which is the sex recession, right? where 23% of people in 2018 any sex so if we're in i mean because basically what i'm hearing you talk about is we've replaced some of the things that really can mean good pleasurable things with the quicker fixes quicker fixes almost that, so we're chasing the craving and we're not getting the satisfaction okay those are actually two separate systems okay in the brain body okay and run by completely different neurotransmitters, peptides. Right. So we're chasing the dopamine hits where we like, it's craving, wanting. You know, it's the next thing, the next thing, the next beat, the next where we're going to get our attention grabbed. Right. But what's really satisfying is the care system, which is wired in with our opioids. I have my, my dog sitting here with me. Okay. My little... And she and I are having a lovely care system party. Absolutely. The connection that we have with our pets entrains our nervous systems and it like causes the release of these satisfying, soothing, natural opioids okay. that we produce in our body. Okay. And so I love the analogy of talking about the, just the equation of the meals and how you could do something really quick or you can make it an event and it means something different. It's experienced different. It's felt different. And it's way more satisfying because if you're like preparing your food and then you're serving it and you're savoring it and even cleaning up after it, it's right. like this kind of activity. Activity is good because the seeking system, which runs on dopamine, gets us to organize, plan, execute. Right. So it's all working together. Okay. And so... When it comes to then our uh, puritanical view of sex and, and the way our society has, uh, and, and definitely churches in the sense that uh, religion's not done a really good job, in my opinion, on talking about this in a good way. And so the, the non-talking about it sends a negative message a lot of times, too. How do you get this kind of a framework and apply it to that aspect of our pleasurable life? Well, that's a great question. So I think pleasures get a bad rap. And I think we need to be a little less um, judgmental about pleasure and really start to look at the kinds of pleasures that give us good feelings that are good for us. Okay. So, I've been telling people with what's going on with the coronavirus, one of the big things that we can do that we don't do usually 
is go outside and be in natural sunlight. And natural sunlight creates this, goes right into the back of the eye to the hypothalamus. Yep. And then it runs moods. It runs, you know, everything in the body from eating to digestion to right. sleep, weight, sight, everything. Hormones, sex drive. If we're outside walking in the sunshine, that's healthy hedonism. And it's the kind of stuff that not only feels good, it's good for us. And it's going to probably, if we develop these healthy hedonism habits, mm -hmm. we have an opportunity now in lockdown because we're not in the... Yeah. Can't do the same things that we do all the time. Some of the external so pressures of the time and the schedule and the rush and the what's the next thing and the next meeting I got to get to and the next event, right. whatever, all that's gone for right now. Right. We're interrupting our habits because we just can't do the same thing. And one of the things I write about in the book and what I really you know, try to help people understand is that the way that the brain mind is equipped us to make things into habits so mm -hmm. that we don't have to effortfully think through everything. That's the good part of habits. But the bad part is we do things over and over again that don't create good results. And we have a lot of emotional learning in that part of the brain too. Right. That's hard to shake. Okay. And so when you're up against this, because it is, it's, it's years of pattern that that we've got into and it's years of quick fixes <laughs> that's a that's quite a combination that that we're up against are there some best practices best tools you've come across in the years you've done this uh, research and work that on where you start because to me i'm already going to start using the phrase personally of i'm going to go be a good hedonist for a little bit just to start trying to change the way uh I'm, I inter interact with it. And then those around me interact with it because I love a little bit of those shock value statements that, mm -hmm. that kind of disrupt and make people go, hold on. Cause to me, that's changing the pattern. Some. Yes. Yes. So when you say something like that, you're causing people to stop and to think, well, what does that mean? Like good hedonism, healthy hedonism, it creates us to start to use the really souped up top of our brains, the re the evolutionarily newer, right? You know, prefrontal cortex to get curious about something, and then we can do some things differently. So, to go back to your original question, how do we start with this? Is usually some kind of mindfulness practice that okay. gets us off of having. What I think is a big part of the problem, the continuous partial attention that's making us miserable. Okay. And this is a phenomenon that's actually been uh, studied and demonstrated over the past years. And the APA did um, a survey in 2018 about how many people say that the use of their devices are creating a lot of stress and anxiety. And what we mean by that is the continuous partial attention is when your phone is right there mm -hmm. and you are kind of always a little bit on low level alarm waiting for the ping yep. or the, the next something the notice, to come in. The next something. And what that does is it hijacks the seeking dopamine system. Okay. And that can flatten it. Yep. It can flatten dopamine is actually a signal for learning. 
So dopamine, rather than being the reward neurotransmitter that everybody thinks it is, is the reward system. It's really more about reinforcing, getting our attention okay, so that we learn. Okay. So a signal that getting our attention, but it's not really giving us good information, has got us constantly on alert. And that's draining. Oh, absolutely. That's where the cortisol is flowing. We're never really unplugging. So the first thing we need to do, you know, meditation is all about, even prayer is a one focus kind of thing. Mm -hmm. When I studied with Herbert Benson at the Mind Body Institute in the 90s up at Harvard, he used to say that things like prayer, meditation, yoga, anything that you can do that puts you more into one focus okay. rather than divided attention. So for the listener, mm -hmm. I would say any way that you can unplug for periods of time during your day from your devices, right. turn them off. Because they show even having them on in the room inter interferes with concentration, actually right. makes people do more poorly on tasks, okay. <laughs> just having them open. Right. So that, and I will say, like, this is a personal journey for me because I write about in my book how I started with panic attacks in my early 20s. Right. So I always was trying to learn how to manage my own nervous system. So that's what led me to things like yoga, meditation, breath work. And I've trained a lot of people and I write extensively in the book how one of the most important factors is being able to connect with the breath and the body. Right. We have a body. Yes, we do. And people forget to have a body. They're like a head on a stick and they're not <laughs> attuned to the sensations in the body. Right to be able to be good consumers of whatever the body's telling them. Okay. And that's how we get emotionally hijacked. Okay. When the emotions in the body, like the rage system yep. gets triggered. Yep. And we're not paying attention to the signs of it kind of leading up to the full boat. Right. Core emotional storm and then we're crazy. Right. Because other, so otherwise when, you're just kind of operating. I mean, because I think about it in a lot of ways of life, we go through it pretty robotically at times. So noticing what's happening in the body. So for me, I call it operational intelligence. When you know yeah. about those seven core systems in the basement of the brain that are wired in, it's hardware. It's wired and comes with the equipment. Right. And then we have all sorts of learning and habits and a lot of like, you know, the cool thing about it. Well, I don't know how cool it is, but, you know, negative experience looms large. It only takes one bad experience to traumatize us. Right. One really good experience doesn't protect us or make us immune, right. does it? Right. So the fear learning. So we have the fear system. The fear learning is very powerful in like classical conditioning like mm -hmm. we learn to associate good and bad things in a very powerful way so by understanding the embodied emotions and working with them and learning how to work with the breath to be able to downright regulate like that really activation kind of system then right. we can operate better yeah and so Tell me if this is also in line with, with what you're describing, because it seems like it is. This I just finished a couple weeks back a book called uh, The uh, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. 
I saw that. I didn't read it. It looks great. It's a great, great idea. And it's the premise of it is uh, if you're trying to be an apprentice of Christ, that you have to do more than just follow his teachings. You have to adopt his lifestyle, which he didn't hurry. And, and thinking through some of the different practical things that he gives uh, at the end of the book, I've, I've adopted some of them. The first one being uh, on my phone, I got rid of all of the notification apps that ping and ding and all that as far as social media. So it, it helps with, with that. But the big one to me is I changed the entire uh, layout from color to grayscale. And so I don't have a color smartphone anymore. It's all grayscale, black and white, which makes it to where I don't want to be on it as long <laughs> because it just changes the event and the experience of it. And his 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 premise is based on some research he came across was it's the dopamine hit of the color and the depth and the vividness of it even that keeps us on it longer. And so it seems like this is right in line with what you're describing is just how do I eliminate a lot of these things in my life so I can be more engaged with my own life? That's exactly the point. Because when you, you know, we're designed to monitor. The dopamine system is all about attention. And when things change and flash and get colorful, that pulls our attention. Okay. So by being aware of this, what you get to do is harness where you choose to put your attention. And that's where we use the smarter brain. Right. When I say smarter, the newer brain that you. has all of that planning and all of those cool executive functions when we can deliberately harness attention and modify the stimuli in our environments by, let's say, making the phone grayscale mm-hmm. so, so it's not so you know, alluring. It's managing our attention and being less at the mercy of things that are pulling our attention. And that's really learning how to modify your environment. Perfect. And so I I, I would be remiss if we didn't spend the last little bit of this segment talking about now, how do you steer this towards um, a person that's in the SMR nation that has had a lot of this negative connotation when it comes to sex and sexuality How do you now change and challenge some of that to see it as, wait, a lot of this is by design. There is a lot of pleasure associated with this that is good and satisfactory and good for you. But yet we're coming at it with a little bit of this, yeah, but it still feels guilt-ridden and shame and, and icky even. So what I did when you were talking about that was I took a very long, deep breath in. And then a longer, smooth exhalation. And that's a core physiological way of harnessing your calming nervous system. Perfect. And when you do that, when you calm your nervous system, you can be more mindful. You can be more creative. You can be more um, intelligent about things. So, you know, What I've dealt with as a sex therapist is a lot of people whose sexual relationship issues that have bled into their marriages are rooted in having had uh, sex negative experiences in terms of religious training that then creates the shame. Shame is not a core emotion. Right. Right. What's a core emotion is the panic, 
system. Like we don't want to be separated from our resources, our people and places and things that we need to survive Mm -hmm. because like a separated, you know, infant is going to be some other animal's lunch. So that's wired and it's our attachment system is there for a reason. Right. So if you think about it, like right now, we're all a little tweaked in that panic system. We're a little worried about food and shelter and what's going to be and money and all those kinds of things. Well, to get back to the um, sex negativity that unfortunately is part of some religious education, Mm -hmm. not all. No, I get it. Where it gives people and often it's females even more than males that are shamed like that. The yep. idea if they if they connect with their sexuality, they're going to be ostracized. Right. They're going to be criticized. They're going to be punished. They're going to be, you know, like yeah, basically the, excommunicated. Yeah, right? the label the label associated with this topic with women is different than the label associated with this topic with men. Oh, Completely. yeah. Now, it, doesn't mean that you don't deal with a lot of men that have guilt around. True. Like, I, I have a lot of male clients who were raised in cultures that are very punitive mm-hmm. about sexuality cultures that in at the top of they, their mind, they know that sex is a good thing in the context of a great relationship and a marriage and all that, but they can't get over right. this old thing where right. they've been punished if they've shown any interest. I have a client who was actually circumcised as a teenager Hmm. as a way to get his parents did that to keep him from wanting to masturbate. So you think that his sex life is unfolded very easily? (laughs) No. (laughs) Right. Um, I have another client who never had an orgasm because she was taught that touching herself was a... Right. Right. So with women, if women, and this is kind of a, a, a scientific fact, if these pathways between the genitals and the brain are not stimulated in a regular way, women are not going to be able to learn how to have an orgasm. It's a pleasure pathway. Right, right. So if they don't learn to play their own instrument, are they ever going to play in a band? No. Are they going to be able? And even if they don't, even if they um, enjoy sex, the fact that they haven't been able to lay down what I call those pleasure pathways, which I studied, I did research that first map, the connections from the female genitals onto the sensory brain, Mm -hmm. that wasn't done in a systematic way until 2011 right basic wiring from the genitals to the brain had not been fully explored scientifically in a systematic way until 2011 so we're we have a very yeah i call it lewd prude nation yeah (laughs) that's pretty good that's a pretty apt description prude nation we have such a love hate approach avoidance and it's so sad because pleasure gets such a rap any kind of pleasure right. beyond even beyond sex right where we and, and getting back to my own nervous system if you have a lot of anxiety anxiety or depression or stress doesn't exactly set you up enough to oh, be relaxed and totally. feel any kind of pleasure totally and that's anhedonia. This is the clinical term, yep. right? The inability to experience pleasure is a symptom of depression, stress, anxiety. 
other kinds of mental illnesses or mental health challenges. And then it gets worse. If you can't experience pleasure, do you really feel like getting up in the morning? Life when it's pleasurable is more reinforcing because again, it's reinforcing. And the better we're able to experience pleasure in our lives, the better we're able to be good citizens and connect with other people and do a better job, whatever it is that we're doing. So that's where I sell pleasure. I get it. It makes us more effective, more creative. Right. Absolutely. It adds a whole different depth and taste and flavor to what we do as existing creatures. And this is how our brain bodies are wired by nature too. Pleasure and pain are important signals yep. that tell us what's good or bad for us. But we've kind of co-opted that because now what's pleasurable is not always healthy because of what we've, how we live and what we've gotten you know, away from right. in terms of like even slowing down to feel sensation, right. like slowing down life will help us be better and that, managers. If, if I was to sum up all of what you're describing, that's like the major first step and the one we keep coming back to. It's just how do I get reattuned to what's going on with me in the moment of whatever it might be around me? Tune in, and that means we have to unplug from all of these things that are capturing our attention. Okay. Attention is everything. Right. Because even people that get depressed and anxious, where do they put their attention on the stuff that's scary? Yep. And depressing. So if we can harness our attention, then we can really have much more control over the emotional systems, being more effective. And when we're effective, we're happier. Yeah, that's... The philosopher Spinoza said that to the extent that an organism is effective, the organism is joyful. That's a pretty good place to land this ship for right now, then. That's good. So, Dr. Nan, tell people in the SMR Nation how they can find you, your book. Um, I'll put all this information in the show notes as well. But Terrific. You can visit my website, Ask Dr. Nan, and Dr. spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R. NAN.com. And on my website, I have links to the articles that I write for um, Psychology Today, Glamour, the things that I write for my website, including all information on how to manage our panic um, during the coronavirus challenge. I've created a whole free 30 day course that right. I'm posting videos every day, and that's accessible through my website. And also people can book a free 15-minute consult with me through the website where if they have any questions about kind of either their mood or their relationships or their sexuality, I'm happy Perfect. to help. Perfect. Dr. Nan, thank you so much. And you teed up perfectly where I want to go with you with the extended content here in just a second of the science of orgasms and the wiring and the map that that comes along with that. So thank you so much for the work that you do and just helping people um, challenge some of the, the way we think things have been and are to see it as what it could be that I'm, I'm all on board with that idea. So thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It is amazing to me how, 
there is such a vast array of quality voices and workers and takes and intrigue and everything in the field of marriage and sex. Yeah. And being able to be exposed to some that uh, are just doing some groundbreaking work. Well, and they're excited and passionate about it. And, and, and the idea is just to make us better, make us more knowledgeable. How can we, how can we use our bodies better? And I, and I love the idea that she's talking about in the sense of how can I just be curious? Cause that's really what she's, how she's framed her whole life of Mm -hmm. just, I need to be curious about some of these things because how does it work? And if we can take that aspect for our life and our marriages, there is so much we can learn and change and harness the power that comes with that. And so, Man, this is one of my, uh, the the extended from today was one of my more fun interviews. When you enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember you were here since we're home together Mm -hmm. right now, both working. I remember hanging up from that call and walking into the room where you're working. like, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun, that was a fun conversation. (laughs) Hey, well, we want to see you on Monday night, April 13th, 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, If you're interested in hanging out with us, smrnation.com forward slash hangout is where you can save a spot. It's free. Come see us wherever you are, wherever you're doing. If we don't see you on Monday night, we're still so glad you take some time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll see you next time.